0: What are current trends in secure access to sensitive data? Hi, this is Tom Field, Editorial Director with Information Security Media Group. We're discussing this topic today with John Boardwine, Public Sector CTO with Symantec. John, thanks so much for joining me. Thank you, Tom. Hey, John, just to get our conversation started here, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and your experience, please?
1: Sure, Tom. Um well I have actually been in the security industry for about the past fifteen years, uh very much focused on the public sector environment, so the federal government being a part of the public sector environment. Um, I have managed both um, security engineers as well as, in my current role today, having oversight across a multitude of products within Symantec to ensure a high level of security and confidence is delivered to public sector customers and also meeting these new and emerging uh, federal guidelines around security and, very specifically, cybersecurity as we move forward down
0: the line. Well, it's a, it's a big topic here we want to tackle, John, talking about secure access. So in terms of accessing sensitive data, what would you say that the recent economic crisis has showed us about that? Well,
1: Tom, I think, you know, this is really not just you know, an item that's solely associated to economic crisis. I think the economic crisis has brought a little more to light about how information has to have some level of oversight around it. But this is really a business best practice when you look at secure access to sensitive data. Since sensitive information, it must be protected. But it must be done so that there is a method in place that doesn't lock that information as though it's been, you know, thrown away and doesn't exist. So there's twofold here is, the way I see it is around ensuring that you have the best practices for securing your sensitive data and also as well as how do you allow compliance metrics associated to that data. And I think it's very, very key based around the economic crisis but also as a good business principle.
0: John, I want to talk with you specifically about regulatory reform. There's a growing sense, certainly, that financial regulatory reform is coming, and we've talked about that in terms of what it means to financial institutions, but what does this mean for the regulators themselves?
1: Well, Tom, I think that um, based upon the plans I've seen so far on a multitude of initiatives, it will mean that there's more access to more information from the regulators of a very highly sensitive nature that may potentially have to be shared across multiple agencies. So with this information coming in of this of this very high level of sensitivity, there also needs to be some level of compliance metrics associated and initiated that allows the uh, regulators to know what information they have, where that information is, and being able to do a much better management job around information.
0: You know, it's interesting when we talk about you know, regulatory agencies, we always talk to the financial institutions in terms of what they can do before a particular form of guidance takes place. In this case, what can agencies be doing, even now, before regulatory reform happens and, and whatever shakeups come with that? Well, I
1: think from, well, really, from from the uh, regu- regulatory reform, you know, these agencies that will be participating in that reform, they, they really need to review their current information policies. For For any possible changes, and this would really relate to any government agencies in today's more cyber centric environment uh, and they really need to look at placing a very heavy emphasis upon securing the information. A lot has been done in the past um, and different methods put in place for securing endpoints or securing networks, but this information is very, very key not only tied to reform, but just in a more cyber-centric world that we all live in today, protecting that information, no matter what the level of classification is, is very, very key.
0: Now, again, we always talk with with the financial institutions about having to make a business case, and you talked up front about the economic crisis and the effects of that. When the agencies have to make their case for these new security measures, what are the business benefits that they can realize and be talking about?
1: Uh, Great point, Tom. So uh, the way that we look at it is, you know, information security has really been more of an add-on over time based upon how much we digitize our own world and how just how important that data is today. So if we look at that parameter, saying we have a very information-centric environment, we digitized most of our information today, then we have to look at and develop uh, a information security plan. And these plans have to be associated with policies and have these policies in place. And being able to manage um, both the policies and the information flow so that the agencies can gain better efficiencies on how they better manage that information. And actually that provides them with a better understanding of where to spend the dollars if you have the policies in place, you have the information flow in place and you know the classification of the information, you have a much better idea on where to spend your money. You really need tangible data to measure compliance and your return on investment. Uh, And and both within the agencies and the organizations they support, that really has to be one of the metrics. What would be your return on investment so you know the level of risk and how you spend your money first to be able to protect information?
0: So we've talked here about financial services and about the financial regulatory agencies, but this is a topic, securing access, that, that really crosses boundaries. What are the takeaways for organizations in other industries?
1: Another key point, Tom, so there's no surprise, right? I, I mentioned it a little bit early, but we're an information-centric information generation. So the information is very, very well key. Well-managed information is inherently much more secure information. When I speak about, and we've used the term in the past, data and lots of different terms associated to what crosses a network or where that information is is going to be and how it resides, it gets a different classification, a different name. But really, information is where we, we live and breathe today. Everything from what you do uh, from online banking to, you know, Inf- agency to agency information as part of you know, it was part of the plans around the regu- regulatory reform. And all this pertains to information. We don't have a, a lot of huge file folders sitting there with a lot of paper in them anymore. Any so we have to look at that information. We have to manage that information much better, not only from a, an agency-wide perspective, but really from a general business principle of better managing information, so we can actually provide better security and access. To that information.
0: And that can be happening in healthcare and government and financial services, any industry really.
1: Absolutely. If you look at those final items, right, you know, healthcare, the, the healthcare reform and the potentials for where healthcare could be from uh, electronic health records, that all has to have a very high level of classification, and you have to be able to ensure the right level of security across that information. So you have to know where it's at in order to be able to secure it in the first place.
0: Well, you make a good point because we've seen healthcare reform certainly in terms of security and privacy. We're likely to see financial reform this year, but with or without legislative action in, in whatever industry, what would you say are the key points that can be made about secure access to sensitive information?
1: So Tom, really, this gets down to some of the key points. I think I've actually discussed a little bit more um, earlier on, but this is around, you know, knowing where the information is. Too many times, you see that, you know, a lot of us are very, very guilty of it, on having information that should not be stored on your laptop, on your PDA. It might be stored several times on a different backup system, but understanding where that information is, it goes, goes back again to that information management, but knowing where it is allows you first and foremost to know what information you have and where that information is located. The second piece I see is a major takeaway here and then how we could really focus much more on, you know, secure access to sensitive information is who has access to the information. And not only who has access, but why do they have to have access to that information? Is it just a general group policy that somehow has become a default, and the people that really should not have access to information now do? Or is it someone that actually has to work with that information, they have to make decisions based upon that information, and they should be authenticated and validated to access to that information. Should not just be general open uh, access to information. And then again, another piece that goes back a little bit is how relevant is the information that we're trying to secure? At what level is this old information that we could potentially encrypt and have, you know, authentication and validation to get access to it? And reasons that we have to define to get access to that information, or is it current information that we have to work with? Again, we, you know, data in motion as it's classified is always much more susceptible to uh, leakage than information that is stored. Though information is stored, there can be access points to it. But we have to look at how relevant is it. Is it something we have to keep moving around our network environment, moving through our cloud, moving through the Internet, or is it something that we can store, we can encrypt, and we can do a little bit better protection on it because it's historical-type information instead of having that historical information sitting on somebody's laptop it's moving around the country for some reason? Those, I think, are really are the key elements associated to doing a better job.
0: Well, John, I appreciate your, your insight and your advice. It's been very timely and, and, and very strong.
1: All right. Well, thank you, Tommy. I appreciate the opportunity to speak with you.
0: The topics have been security, access, and sensitive data. We've been talking with John Boardwan with Symantec. For Information Security Media Group, I'm Tom Field. Thank you very much.